Welcome, everybody, to Today in Space. This week is a topic episode, so we're going to be talking about fake news. We're going to be talking about truth. What does that mean? Are there any truths? Uh, And what is a truth? And we're going to kind of break down both my opinions and my friend John's opinions. John has been on the show before. Uh, If you guys haven't yet, go back and listen to those old episodes. You can go to iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast and subscribe and get all those episodes. This is is episode 123, so it's crazy. Uh, But John has come on before. We've talked about music. We've talked about space politics, you know, the politics that are actually happening today in space and potentially the politics that could happen in the future when we're actually living in space and on different planets, different societies, civilizations. So topic episodes are kind of anything. We could talk about anything. And then in the end, we always bring it back around to space. And so this week's episode is about truth and fake news. And so what we're going to talk about is a little bit of what's going on as I see it in science, John's view of science as well. And what's going on with this weird time in human history where uh, there's all this information being thrown at us all the time and we have to discern now as people uh, what is true and what is not true. And we're seeing things like uh, flat earth theory coming up uh, and and different things like that. And uh, it's it's going to take some observations to figure out what happened and, and what we can do to uh, bring science back at the forefront, or at least the determination to find the truth or the actual facts and, and using, um, as Sherlock Holmes would say, deductive reasoning, you know, finding our facts and then creating theories from that and not having theories and finding facts or just information that we can fill in. So that begs the question, what is truth if all these facts are out there? And that's what we want to talk about today. So please enjoy. Uh, For everyone that's new, we are now on YouTube. And please go subscribe to our channel, Today in Space. And look for us there. Uh, Like our videos if you like what we're doing. And spread the word. Also, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Welcome to the show. Let's start. Welcome, everybody, to Today in Space. This week, I have my good friend John on. When was the last time I was on? Do you remember? It's been a little while. It's probably been six months. Yeah, that's usually what ends up happening. Is, oh, you know, is we, we did do the, an episode. We did the live launch. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That, that was, was fun. That, that was, was back uh, in January. Yeah, it was my birthday week, I think. That was Very a lot cool. of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you know, I ended up finding out that I, I had a few informations, uh, a few things wrong during that. So I had to do a correction. I had to make sure that, you know, I told people that I did in fact get it wrong, but that's okay. That's the right thing to do instead of just leaving it out there and not fixing it, which is kind of the topic of what we're going to talk about this week. Yes. It's all about, um, facts. And <laughs> if your facts are wrong, then they're not facts. Yep. Yep. And, and dare I say it, we're going to talk about some fake news and actually what is fake news. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on. Um, and 
because we haven't really ever talked about it, I wanted to have you kind of generally describe what you do, because I know you can't say too much, but I want to at least let everybody know where well, you come from. I mean, I can uh, I can let some of the classified information come out. <laughs> the media is a very, very classified place. No, the media is totally loose-lipped. Um, <laughs> there's no holes barred. They're just, we're going to say and do everything and like you did before, they correct themselves, but only when someone's probably mm. given a little prod. Yeah, um, luckily I prod myself pretty regularly. So, oh, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, when um, when I prod, no. Uh, so what I do, <laughs> generally speaking, is I work in the news, and I'm responsible for sifting through what has uh, become the vast internet of mm. stuff. Most of it is just baloney but yeah. there are there's a lot of good stuff on the internet and um unfortunately it's just become totally diluted by everything else that's out there but mm-hmm. it's my job to sift through and it's easy to sift once you know where you're looking and from there you take that and you turn it into a newscast interesting so well, i work in the news tv evil there you go. media <laughs> there you go so i, I want to have john on because we, we, we've talked back and forth before, like what, I even asked you, because when it first really came onto the scene, you know, like what the hell was fake news? Like I stayed away from it for a while because I didn't think it was going to be a big thing. And now it just doesn't seem to be going away. So since science is heavily data driven and I'm even seeing it myself, I've talked a lot about this uh, in, in recent episodes, you know, this this idea of, you know, what is science what is data, what is facts, and inference, things like that. And it, we seem to be getting lazier with that on all fronts, and science is even taking a hit with that. It's mostly how people are doing media for science, You know how, how people are talking about science online. It's getting really lazy. And so let's, let's jump real quick. Like what I, I, I don't think it's an easy thing to answer, but what is fake news? Fake news is so many different things. So fake news, I can safely say that the people who I work for have come to me and said, we don't want you using the phrase fake news. Because every time you say it, mm-hmm. it's sort of fueling the fact that there is news that is fake. Mm. So every time you say the, you know, the buzzword, it only makes it stronger. Right. So at the end of the day, if you want to eliminate fake news, simply stop talking about it. Hmm. Get your friends to stop talking about it. But fake news, that as a definition, that means the news stories that are intentionally put out there with lies in them, and they are known lies for the people who are putting it out there, and that is meant to intentionally mislead someone that's fake news at its most simple form Mm -hmm. but you hear the term so often nowadays and now it's just become fake news is a caricature of itself everything's fake news right now it's just why anyone can use the word fake news and uh, just by i mean it's the same thing that's going on with uh people being marked a racist people being marked all these words as soon as it gets put out there and it goes in the algorithm on the internet it's not going anywhere. And so it's this weird thing that's happening where people are using words to either destroy somebody or to ruin an image or even just to 
get clickbait, which is really at the end of the day what this I think where fake news has come from. It's just this weird. It, it's incentive. It, they know people know that they're even if it's fake, they know they're going to get more clicks. So the name of the game is clicks. So who cares if it's fake? I made my quota for the month. Um, well, fortunately, that is a very small pocket of the fake news world. Mm. The fake news world is mostly just real news that people, for whatever reason, don't like or they don't agree with. So, and and you see, so you're saying like what when people call fake when news. when the president says. <laughs> you are fake news, mm-hmm. he doesn't agree with, you know, like he's called CNN fake news. Just disclaimer, I don't work for CNN. <laughs> um, because if I did, it'd be fake. So <laughs> when he calls CNN fake news, it's not really clear what he means by that. Mm-hmm. He definitely doesn't like them, and they don't like him either. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it goes both ways. And it's, and it's not just the president there's and it's all sides all yes, angles people every- are all using it now and i think that and that's part of the reason why i wanted to have you on and i wanted to talk about this is it's something that we need to address especially because one of the more sinister things i see that's starting to happen with the scientific world is it's not so much that people are putting fake information out there but they're not properly, and this has been happening for a really long time in science, especially in how science is, and it's not the science scientist's fault. It's how scientific information is being uh, given out. Uh, a friend of mine online gave me a great, I, I, was, I was going on a little rant on Facebook about improper use of scientific information and that in, in a way what's going on is kind of science's fault. You know, the people of science. And he properly kind of put me in my place and was like, yeah, nicely. I was like, well, no, like, take a look at this. This is actually something that people have been looking at, and it's how information has gone from where it's scientific information, a scientific research paper. By the time it makes it out to the public, it's been changed subtly. So the context of, of what the research actually says has been changed and and formed so that people will look at the article. You know, they will yeah. read it. And so, you know, uh, I don't have a good example in front of me, but, you know, if, if the research paper says, you know, under these conditions, this thing will happen, and we've seen it happen a few times. That's really all most research papers ever say. Under these conditions, this happened, and we've tried it again, it's happened again. I can fill in the blank for you. Mm-hmm. As a news person, I'm going to sift through that probably boring, very uh, formal mm. piece of uh, document, right? Right. It's probably just a lot of, you know, for the average person, just a whole bunch of nonsense in there that is going to go everyone's heads. And I'm going to look for the headline. I'm going to look for the what, if I say this first, that will get people's attention. Right. So... In all likelihood, it's probably the worst case scenario, and it's a complete extrapolation of what the document is actually trying to present. Right, and and the dangerous dangerous thing is is that most people are only reading that headline. Well, people, most yeah, people, people aren't, aren't reading, and we're all we're all guilty of it. Most people don't even look in. I I, I broke myself of that after a while ago. That that if I'm going to get interested in something, if I'm going to put the effort in to get upset about it, or even that, I'm going to read it. 
You know, I started oh, doing just, that. I've just stopped reading everything <laughs> altogether. I've just I've I started doing that, that when there was all the big issues about um, contracts that you're signing with uh, different things. Like whenever you sign up for Twitter or whenever you sign up for Facebook, the contract that you're agreeing to, you have to know what you're agreeing to because if you don't, then when it happens to you later on, you can't be surprised. You agree to it. Like you, you just said okay and you didn't say anything. I wasn't okay with that after a while. So that's where I started getting into this, and then it morphed into the show and it morphed into all these things. So, um, so as far as the fake news stuff goes, what I'm worried about is scientific where science is going. Because if if people are just just going to throw out whatever, then science isn't going to really have a chance. It's not going to. It's just not going to survive. So, so one, one of the things we wanted to do, uh, let's go to the next section here, is talk about a few things in space news. Right? So, so a few of the things, uh, the episode we did before this, we did a lot of it. Uh, but, uh, so, number one was obviously the SpaceX stuff. You know, SpaceX launched the first reused rockets. The first time the rocket had been launched and landed, and they fixed it up and did it again. So that was never before possible. Everyone said, no way, can't happen, you'll never make it work. But SpaceX, after 15 years of working the problem, finally figured out how to do it. They finally figured out and proved that that truth, that thing that we all thought was fact, is no longer true. And if, you know, one of the things I said in the last episode is that if you took a test, and the question was, are rockets reusable? Can you land a rocket? You would have gotten it wrong. But now, they've proved it wrong, so now you can get that answer right, right? Um, we move on to the TRAPPIST-1 discovery. Just back to SpaceX. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Very good foresight um, to call the company SpaceX. Mm. It's just everyone knows SpaceX. Yep. They don't even necessarily have to know what it does, but they know it's about space. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing to, to slant Blue Horizons and they are a couple notches behind. Yeah, Blue Origins. Or Blue Origin. What did I say? Blue Horizon? Blue Horizon. I see, even I, even I kind of <laughs> follow this stuff. Yeah. And there's just, it's not SpaceX. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's catchy. Right. And everyone, it's sort of becoming a household name. Mm-hmm. So, good foresight. What were you going to say? Uh, so, the, another piece of space news, uh, the Trappist-1 discovery. Four habitable planets, uh, tidally locked, so only one side of the planet is facing the sun at all times. It's a cool dwarf star, ultra-cool dwarf star, so it's not as big as ours. Our sun, uh, if you compare it, it's a basketball-sized sun for us and a golf-ball-sized sun for the TRAPPIST-1 system. Do you want to, is tidally locked good? Sorry to interrupt. So we aren't tidally locked. Right. Right. But, so, but it's good. Life's good here. Well, life's good here because we're kind of slowly roasting the planet. We're not... So a tidally locked planet, only one side is... Do you ever see the Futurama episode where they right. stop so, so the, one the planet from moving? getting baked and exactly. the other half is getting frozen. Completely cold, yeah, because it's never seeing sun. So the idea right now is that there's this band... In sliver? Yeah, there's a band uh, okay, between that the two that that's where probably you'd find life. But the only reason we don't think that there's life is because the only place we found life is our planet and it moves so right now we think well if a tidally locked planet does if it's tidally locked and doesn't move then based on what we know there can't be life so but until we find life on a tidally locked planet that won't be true uh 
and then with the Europa uh, Enceladus or Enceladus, I'm not sure. It I sounds do know like this Encelada. It's sounds Enceladus. Like Enceladus. Yeah, look at there that. We go. Thank you. Yeah, I'm terrible with that. I really have to get better with Isn't that. Isn't that a that has to have a Greek origin? Uh, I'm Enceladus, sure it does. If uh, anything, it's probably Zeus's daughter's name. You know, it's, it's all it's all yeah. based. It's either, it's either Roman or Greek. It, well, there's a lot of incest in Greek mythology. That's that's. And even when it gets down to it, there's always some kind of incest whenever there's something growing out of, you know, just like even like Adam and Eve. Just take that, right? Like yeah, there had yeah. to be some incest. If that's what happened. There, It's just uh, whatever, you know. It, it yeah. happens. It happens. You know, you don't want to do it. It's okay. It happens. If the gods do it, it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, th- that big discovery, uh, I don't know. I haven't covered it completely, but the gist of it is kind of what, and you had said it before we were talking on the show, it's something we already knew, that you know these oceans um, could harbor life. And, and I, from what I gathered from it was that there's a chemical reaction that they can tell that's happening in the oceans that bodes very well for what we know life can exist. So I don't remember if the function was because of that reaction, there must be life, that's what's causing the reaction, or that reaction can create life. I don't remember which one it was, but it's probably one of those two. Um, but again, to make sure that we're saying it's not fake news, it's I'm not 100% sure. So, but, but a link for it will be in the episode. But, you know, as far as you in the news, like, other than a show like this or outlets like NASA and other people trying to do something similar, spread space news. Uh, does it ever surface on your end? Yes, but it only just surfaces. Okay, so those three that we just rattled off mm-hmm. uh, between, um, is it, you said Trappist? Trappist Okay, one. between the four habitable planets that mm-hmm. are, for all intents and purposes, an eternity away. We're never mm-hmm. going to get there. Yeah, but we can't get there now. We can't. Yeah. We could at some point. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But we don't know right now. So between those, the two moons, and SpaceX, I can definitely say that SpaceX was the most newsworthy. I, I shouldn't say newsworthy. It was the most covered. Mm. And I think the only reason why it was covered more so than the others is because there's video of it. Yeah. And when you're trying to attract eyes, you need something that's visually stimulating like a rocket taking off. And we've all seen rockets take off, you know, boring, whatever. It's not so much the rocket <laughs> taking off, it's right. the rocket landing. So Yeah, because we've done launches all the time. So now the new thing decades. is right. And that's kind of the thing. If you go back to the Apollo era, that's kind of essentially what I think killed the Apollo program and our movement in space, other than the fact that the funding was no longer military based, it wasn't a defense budget anymore. It was more like a national parks budget. Um, but yeah, I think it was, we had been there so many times that once the allure of it was gone, you know, we were sold, uh, not in our lifetimes, but at that time we were sold that eventually we would be living in space, you know, by the, by the year 2000, we would be in space. We would all, we would have jetpacks. We would have all these things, but it didn't move that fast. And people got bored. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't get your jetpack? No, I didn't. 
Everyone I know has a jetpack right now. What the fuck? Why didn't you get yours, dude? Well, something happened. Dude, I don't mine know. came in the mail like two months ago. Even oh the God. mailman delivered it on a jetpack. What? Yeah. And then he took off on his flying postmobile. Wait a minute. Is this fake news? Damn it. <laughs> okay. So that was all fake. We, but you know what? There's no joking nowadays. You need to say, hey, just disclaimer, Ooh. this is real. And, and, and especially in science. I, I saw you can't a video. joke around with science. You can, but the problem is, is that there's, 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 a, there's a downside to it. And, and so, so to, to, to go on to this, my, my biggest trip that I've been on lately is this whole flat earth thing. And how I've come to reason why this came to where it is, is because people have been lied to before, you know, the things that they were shown, and this is where we kind of, this is kind of where I wanted to go with this is, is this whole idea of truth and fact, um, with the whole flat earth thing, I think a lot of people, Shaq being one of them, who's, who's been outwardly talking about how he's not like out there making a big deal about it but he has said that he's got no problem saying that the world is flat and part of the reasoning being is that you know people can as he said you know people can manipulate the mind and you know there's plenty of ways that you can uh uh you know uh manipulate people's minds and you know we were taught in school that christopher columbus you know discovered america but in reality, there were already people that had already been here, so they didn't discover it. So the problem is, is it's, it's, I think people feel like they've been used. I think people feel like, well, if that was wrong, then yeah, you know what? Screw it. The world is flat. Now, it's funny you say that because fake news has many, many different shapes, sizes, mm. meanings. There is, like I said earlier, the fake news where the person generating that fake news is intentionally doing it knowing that it is a lie and they have some motive. But then there's this other kind of fake news where it's all about just from what side you're standing or from mm. what perspective. Because you're right, we were all sort of lied to. The Colum- right, Columbus didn't discover America. Right. No one needed to discover America. It was already here. Mm-hmm. But you're right, there were a whole bunch of natives uh, living here beforehand. But that's not to say that we were all taught a lie it's simply saying that we were taught something, but only from one perspective. Right. So you could go on the other side of that perspective and say, you are teaching, you know, quote, fake news mm. because it's not all inclusive. It's really only looking at whatever the problem is from one particular place. And they're not going to consider and say the opposite opinion. Right. So that that's that is the sort of mainstream definition of fake news. Just mm-hmm. you are in your trench, and you're not necessarily saying lies, mm. but, but you're, you're not only the whole- right. And this is where it goes back to inference, where they're making theories and then finding facts to support those theories, and that's not what inference is, and that's definitely not what science is. You're supposed to get facts. And then make theories from them. You know, that's that's the logical way to approach it. And it's it's really strange because I think a lot of it is the fact that many people don't have a scientific mindset. 
they, they've never been taught how science, like how did the law of gravitation become a law? Why is it not a theory? Why is it not a hypothesis? What is a hypothesis? What is a theory? Like that's something not a lot of people understand. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's just the situation we've been given. And for me, what, what I learned from science is it started off as this idea in college that, you know, okay, basically from all this research that I've been doing, from all these projects, from all this homework, from all these tests, is basically that if, if I set up my fact, right, as under these conditions, because if you have to do research papers, you're going to get this beaten into you. Under these conditions, I had this happen. And I had it happen over and over again as long as these conditions were the same. And so as long as you state your conditions, you are never wrong. As long as in your equation, you state all the assumptions that you're making and you proof it out. And every time you do it, you make those assumptions, you're always right. So then I took it to, okay, so technically there are no real truths. There are no real facts other than things that have been tested over and over and over and over again. And that's the only fact you can come out of because we can't understand the universe as it is. We, we don't have the right equipment. We don't have the right sensors. We don't, you know, our eyes can only tell us so much. Our, our touch, our hearing, um, our smell can only tell us so much. You know, the whole reason we have, um, we can see different spectrums of light is because we created an instrument to actually see them. Otherwise, they were completely impossible to see. Um, the whole reason we understand that there's microbiology, the whole reason medicine even works, is because someone f actually, they had a microscope, they took, uh, I think, saliva or spit, I don't remember how the experiment was, but essentially, here's fake news, uh, no. <laughs> um, so essentially, they looked under a microscope and saw that there were all these things that they couldn't see that were living inside, and it, it blew everybody's minds because they realized, oh my God, we can't even see this, but it's happening. And so through scientific peer review, which is a process where you put out there to, to your peers, your scientific peers, and you say, here's my experiment. You, you publish a paper, right? And you say, here's my experiment. This is what I found. And this is what I'm saying is real in the physical world. Then it goes out, and Neil deGrasse Tyson did a video recently. I guess they're doing a movie um, in conjunction with some some other uh, movie makers, and it's in conjunction with StarTalk Radio. And they had a, a a trailer out, and and he was saying, you know, once you put that out there, the whole peer review process is that someone who's also in your field, who's either a nemesis or someone who wants to prove you wrong, the incentive is there to prove you wrong. They do the same experiment, and if they find the same thing, then it becomes peer reviewed science. So it's going through criticism. It's going through the wash. You know, it's it's has a chance to create fact. And that's one of the beautiful things that science does is that if it's done properly, it's not all science. And and scientists don't have all the answers. I've I've heard that a lot. That, oh, I'm not a scientist, I don't have all the answers. I don't know where that's coming from. But apparently people think that scientists are always right, and that's not right. They're anyone they're who wrong starts a, lot. a sentence with I'm not a scientist, but you can just stop listening after that point. <laughs> no, but we can't do that because then we start doing that thing where we start dividing. You know, no, no, so, no, I, I, I know I you don't mean, mean that. I don't but, mean dividing, but I simply mean 
um, like you just said, yeah. scientists aren't these um, all-powerful beings. They're mm. humans just like everyone else. And that's the danger of what's going on and what I see is going on with uh, with science and this lazy science is that you're not supposed to make science look ma- like magic. And that's what's happening. And if we go down the road where people don't understand how a computer works or how the internet works or how a robot works down the road. If robots get good enough, like if people don't know how robots work, guess what? You ain't going to stop them if it becomes a problem, right? Just just take it to the extremes, right? So like you need to understand how things work or else they're magic. And we we can't have that happen. It's not good for humans. I like magic. <laughs> Magic's okay, but you've got to be able to show how is it happening. And the great thing about science is it'll probably show it's not magic. There are truths out there, right? Like, there is a truth. There's plenty of truth out there. We're mm-hmm. surrounded by truth, but we're sort of blinded to it, and we need to find it ourselves. Well, and that's the thing, is that truth is one of those things, it's like... So I, I used to I used to, uh, used to be part of a crew team in college my freshman year. Crew was rowing, you know, as you were in those big crew. boats. I did. I did it my freshman year. I ruined my body. Um, <laughs> but it was fantastic. I loved it. And it's it's not the only thing that says this, but it's one of those things where it's like it's easy to learn, but very difficult to master. And that's the same, <clears throat> that's the same thing that I, I feel like is the same with truth. Like it's more about like you're never going to be the best person or you're never going to know all the truth. You only know enough that it's going to help you. Like, there's too much. You, you only have a lifetime. Like, you could spend your whole lifetime on one truth, and you'll still never know the whole thing. And like you're saying, there's a few truths. Like, what, what's one of those phrases you hear growing up? Like, there's only two things you can rely on in life, death and taxes. But here's where the conundrum is. And why I don't think there are any like any hard truths, and this is why it becomes even harder to fight this fake news thing, is that if people think there's a real truth, right, and that any truth is not questionable, and we stop asking questions, right, then we end up in this in this position where we're we're fucked. Like, so death, right? Everyone's going to die. Right, every human being is going to die. They have not with that attitude, tons, man. Of, <laughs> with that tons attitude. and tons of time. Right, it's been proven over and over and over again. You know, every, everyone that's lived before us has died. Right, until someone figures out a way to not die or to live forever. I'm, I honestly think Tom Brady will be that person, <laughs> the goat. But. Then there's also, and, and one of the things I learned in engineering, and this is again where the conundrum goes even further, and this is, these are the rabbit holes that keep me up at night, is, okay, in engineering, we, why do you think, like, for instance, the Big Dig, take Boston, right? The Big Dig was supposed to be this huge project that was supposed to revolutionize the city, it was supposed to make it easier to get around, because the city was built in patches, it was built from the center, and then people just added on from the outside, and it's all crazy, it still is. But the Big Dig was only supposed to cost, I don't know what the number was, but it wasn't supposed to cost what it did. It cost billions of dollars at least. And like people worked on it and retired before it was done. So it's like, okay, what happened? Well, we thought 
the truth was this is going to be an easy project and that it was going to happen. But the reality of it was, is we didn't do the project right. And so sometimes, so, so for instance, you could go down the path of trying to destroy the truth of being a, of dying, right? But are you going to be able to do it? You know, are you going to be able to actually figure out the thing? Or is it even something that's figure outable? You know, I think it is, but it is, it is until it isn't, right? right. And so that's, that's the thing people need to understand about truth, that it's not a binary thing. It's not a one and zero. It's, not a, it's either true or it's false. A truth is true because it's been repeated over time. There's a track record of it being right. That's why the law of gravity is a law, because it's been proofed out time and time again, and it has a track record. So, And that's the only reason it got to a law. That's why most things stay as theories, because they either can't be tested enough or you know, the consensus is that, hey, we haven't really figured this all the way out. I mean, and I think that's why even evolution is still a theory. We just don't know enough. We haven't figured out enough of the pieces. Fake news. Evolution. <laughs> but saying it's a theory doesn't like mean that it's fake. It just means that it's, it hasn't been proved out enough. And it, it's a weird thing. So a truth is, is true until it isn't. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't want to hear. A lot of people don't want to hear that, that life is more complicated than it being right or wrong. And I, I think that's, that's really where we're at right now is that, you know, one of the things we were talking about before was like, what is causing all of this? It is just people. And yeah. like you just said, people, they just don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. They want to put their hands over their ears. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but it is a little nauseating at times. Just there's so much just baloney happening right now. And it's yeah. much, much easier to just blindfold yourself and just live in your own little reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for some people, not for everyone, but it's easier right. to do that sometimes than it is to try to understand the expanse that is this clusterfuck of a planet that we live on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're, we're seeing it invade all types, like the fake news thing and just that idea is infiltrating everything. And I think a lot of it is just this counterculture that's going on. A lot of people are saying Trump just to freak people out because they see the reaction that's going on from people when you say the word. And that's, it's interesting that you brought up at the beginning that the, it seems the mantra is don't say it because we give power to her if we say it. Isn't that, isn't that the same concept behind Voldemort? I mean, I'm taking it to Harry Potter, but I mean, isn't that the whole thing is like, if we hide from it, then you're only adding to the fear of the word. I don't think you're necessarily hiding from fake news by not talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's simply, you just want to soften the language. Just don't say the phrase fake news. You hear all these buzzwords all the time. Mm-hmm. And fake news is it's a, a it, buzzword. It absolutely Hell is. Yeah. You say fake news and everyone's antennas go up and sometimes <laughs> go sideways. All their ears perk up. Um, so it's not so much that we want to completely shroud ourselves and pretend that there isn't this fake news movement. But if there is one way to get real news back into the minds of people, just simply don't say fake news. Yeah. 
and it's, it's and I guess easier said it makes than a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense coming from the media, actually, because that's only going to muddy the waters for you guys. Like, it, it does you no good to say the word fake news on a news channel. No. Because, and is it is it because it's just difficult to define what fake news is? Well, sorry, what's funny about that is the reason that um, the people that I work for a couple months ago basically mm-hmm. came out and they totally told everyone very calmly, just don't say fake news. Don't mm-hmm. say that word. Never use it. The reason they did that is because it's easy to talk about fake news. Everyone wants to talk about, ooh, what's this fake news? Mm. And it was becoming a trend where even people in the news who are, you know, who are real news right. were sort of um, making parody of it. And mm. they're mixing the real news or whatever you think real news is. And they're mixing that with the sort of like the fluffy stuff and the kind of fake news. Mm. And they're just, they're toying around with that phrase. It's just very dangerous to normalize something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if there's no clear definition, especially in the public, then you're only making it worse because now nobody, you know, you talk more and more and more and you add more and more then nobody knows what fake news is. Yeah, that that's that's a difficult position. The goal of fake news, whether it's real fake news, if that's if that doesn't make sense, <laughs> but no matter what kind of fake news you're talking about, its goal is to simply influence that person, but specifically just confuse them. You just want them to right. be confused and unsettled. If you're doing something that's fake news, you don't want them to come away with it. Oh, I know the answer now. You want them to go away with a whole bunch of questions, and right. then that person fills in the blank with their imagination. Hmm. Interesting. I want to get back to these the, the space stories from yeah, the week. Yeah, please. The SpaceX launch. We were talking about that mm-hmm. a little while ago. Um, the SpaceX launch, no one cared about. No one in the news world really cared about the launch. Mm-hmm. But the landing, and like I said with the video, um, I had a group of people huddled behind me yeah. because no one really seemed to know what was going on. And it was this, this SpaceX thing. What the hell is this? But then they see this video, this live video, and I'm, I'm pointing out, hey, look how cool this is that SpaceX is like on YouTube live. Isn't that yeah. cool? Space yeah. is doing something cool. And they see this video of this rocket in real time descending through the clouds onto this little drone ship. And that's something that most people, and now fortunately they have because there have been a few of these, uh, you know, landings. Mm-hmm. But that isn't something that we're used to. We can't right. just dream up, you know, everyone can dream up what a rocket launch looks like. But a landing that's new and it's mm. fresh. Yeah. But that's the problem, though. Just because it's new and it's fresh doesn't make it any more or less significant than the launch that came before or right. the launch that came before that. It is a step in the right direction, right? Like it is, it's a huge success and and good for everyone. Mm -hmm. But just because it's a cool video that shouldn't have any influence on the news part of it, Mm. but it absolutely does. And so, so let me ask you, what do you think is the, do you think it's, what do you think the reason is that this, these space news stories, what, there's no we video. About. There's no video. There's no video. So, um, so last. Do you think it's difficult to? Ex- you think it's just people are not explaining the science or or interacting with people well enough that it becomes interesting. I think there are two things. I'll start with the video. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week, 
when NASA, I think it was last Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, NASA came out and they said, hey, good news, everyone. There are these big bubbling oceans, and there's a half-decent chance that there may or may not be life. Mm-hmm. If you just took that phrase and and who knows maybe they'll get there and it's uh you know just tumbleweeds and stuff but if you were to just step back for a moment and say hang on nasa just said that there's a would you call it a half decent half decent chance sure yeah if you just step back and there's a half decent chance that there's life not even in our own backyard but like in the front yard like Mm. right outside the window there's life right there and it could be very abundant Mm-hmm. That should be this huge, huge news moment, and you know, give it a couple decades or whatever, yeah. and maybe it will be the big news moment we've all been mm-hmm. waiting for. But there's no real visual representation for what they're saying. Hey, great news, everyone! This moon—that's—it's it, not too far. It's a couple right. years away for mm-hmm. someone like you know running really fast. Um, <laughs> Hey, folks! There's this moon. It's got a big ocean. We don't have any real good pictures of it, but just. Take us for our word. Right. There could be some life down there. But there's no, it's not like there's a, you know, uh, a GoPro that we sent right. to the to Europa and it's sending us back all these crazy images. What we had for the story right. was just artist renderings. And, mm. you know, hats off for the artists because they do a great job. Right. But if it's not an artist rendering, it's just some pie chart looking thing. Right. And people don't like numbers and charts. They like pictures. Yes. Well, let me ask you. When the the New Horizons mission happened and we got the Pluto, did that make the news? Yes, that made the news. Okay. But people understand what Pluto is. The right. the normal person walking down the street, if you said, you know, what is Enceladus? Mm-hmm. They're going to say it's a, it's a the Zeus's daughter, right? <laughs> right. But people people everyone knows what Pluto is and and although there are images of uh Enceladus in Europa, Everyone sort of in their head, like what color was Pluto in your head before we got there? Do you remember? I, I mean, most, I, I think a lot of people had, I, I know I had purple I in had my purple mind. too. Yeah. Okay. So like yeah. everyone like just knew what Pluto was and then we got these images and the images were stunning. Yeah. Um, but that was only what? That was, uh, we got the images maybe a year ago. Yeah. It was about a year ago. Yeah. Now. That's we got we com- got the full data about a year ago. Yeah, that's already and for months now. I mean, it, that probably lasted about a month. Any of the findings they've sent back since the initial image of Pluto came back, mm-hmm. none of that has been really widely reported. And there's nothing. Sure, and and, and, they, which and is they, okay. I, I did a whole month uh, last year, the April of Pluto, covering the research papers. Now. It was extremely intensive, and I even re-listened to them, and, and like 45 minutes in, I was like, holy crap, i got to tap out. This is a lot of information. Um, so I, I, think, I, I think what you're touching on is, is a really important thing, and it's something that I, I want to try and change here with this show down the road once things get better and we, we're able to do more here is make science more accessible. And I think that that's the interactiveness, the being able to to view it and to to get an idea of what's going on. Like use our senses, the sight, sound, smell. You know, like obviously you're not gonna be able to smell it, but at least the sight and the sounds. Like if if you can combine the two and have it be a more interactive thing and, and let people learn instead of it being data. You know, the data aspect, so many people, I mean, 
they don't have the time, never mind the, the processing power in a day, if they're not doing it for their job, to go through it. They just don't. The other reason why people don't care about this stuff and, you know, uh, not to speak from authority or something, you know, they don't care about the way they should care about it. Right. But the other reason why is because we very quickly learned that even though the universe is this awesome place, it's really tough to move around. Yeah. Right? Like you and I, who knows? Maybe one day we'll find ourselves on Mars. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Probably not. We'll see. But we're definitely not getting outside the solar system anytime soon. Yeah, unless something happens. Right. Yeah. Again, uh, yes, until, you know, true, until it's not. (laughs) So when the news, or or, sorry, when NASA says, great news, everyone, we just found four habitable planets. They're kind of this this tidally locked thing. Don't worry about that. We'll explain that when we get there. Mm. Oh, and the other thing is we're not going to get there. That's the other part. Right. So it immediately, people just, aren't interested plus you throw in the fact that there aren't any you know it's not a picture book it's a book of words right people like picture books Mm -hmm. and when you put those two things together a you're never going to see this thing Mm -hmm. ever and b there aren't even pictures of it for you to see Mm. just those two things combined i think it's really just driving people away from caring about space well, and it's it's very interesting because, especially with today's world, when everything is so interactive, you know, with our phones, we can we have superpowers. We're able to to process information so much quicker. Not that it's necessarily good information, but it's information nonetheless. Those, that information, half the time, it comes in just an image, right? Yeah, or it's a gift. It's the quickest or, way, right? Or whatever it is, right. and I don't use Snapchat. I, friggin' emojis. But Snapchat is just. Pictures. Yeah. Emojis is a whole language now, you know? I mean, but it's it's going away from the point. But I think one of the things I want to close with uh, is, so what does science have to do? Why is it so uncool? Snapchat. (laughs) Snapchat. They have one. Um, The problem is, have you heard of it? Oh, God. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, And it's nothing, there's no, no bad will, ill will towards NASA. I think what they're doing is great. And I think they are trying their best, but I just think it's in the wrong direction. And and I th- they are doing things like NASA Social, which I, I was a part of for the, the New Horizons mission. They're reaching out to social media people who have the outreach. And they're saying, look, come, come to us. We'll, we'll give you full media passes. You come here and you talk about it. So they are outsourcing it. They are saying, you know what? Yeah, do it. Like even with SpaceX. People may have the argument, uh, new space versus old space, you know, um, you might have a problem with Elon Musk, or I don't understand why, but you may have a problem, whatever. They're doing great things for space. Like like you said, they're actually newsworthy now. You know, they're doing new things, and I think, like, that's, when the shuttle program died, we lost a lot of interest in space. The shuttle was such an iconic thing, whether we can get into the 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 whole talk of whether it was actually efficient or whether it was a nightmare, you know, like we can get into that technical talk, but that doesn't matter. The fact is that to people, to human beings, the shuttle was a hugely important thing. We don't have that anymore. The closest thing we have right now is SpaceX to replace the, 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 the will of the people for space. Mars has recaptured people for sure, 
because we've seen Mars. Mars is close enough. We can possibly get to Mars. We may not survive, but we could get to Mars. You know, like that's our next stepping stone. And I think we need to push the. So, what can science do? So, we need to have achievable goals. Yeah. But even then, so let's fast forward. You know, we don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. Next decade, couple decades, whatever. We get to Mars. And it really is one of the great breakthroughs for the human race. Mm -hmm. It's not going to last. It'll last as long as the. You've heard the phrase 24 hour news cycle. Mm hmm. I would hope that Mars gets a little bit more than 24 hours worth of news coverage. Right. And especially if we have people that are settled there, mm-hmm. they will be covered. But there will become a point very quickly mm. that it is normal. It's normal for people to right. be on Mars. Right. So, so, so what do you do when it becomes normal? Because I think that's where the Apollo program ended up falling. I think that's in part where just our space endeavors fell is that, yeah, it became normal and we weren't reaching anymore. And I I don't think there was a a sense of when did we become normal? I think by the time it was already over, we realized, oh crap, like people don't care anymore. It's strange because you want it to be, the end game is you want it to be normal. Mm. You want, uh, you know, and and fast forward, I don't know how many years, but imagine a point where the whole uh, solar system is our little playground Mm -hmm. and we can do basically whatever we want, wherever we want. We can send people wherever. Well, eventually that would reach a point of just being normal. So that's not to say that, oh, the people lost their interest Mm. and they lost their drive and they're not going, but it is dangerous that it's sort of this, um, you know, even if we do get to the Mars or to the moon again or whatever, mm-hmm. people are just complacent with, oh, that's that's nice. But people aren't right. inspired by that act mm. anymore. And, and I see it falling even further behind. I mean, we, the good thing is we have alternative media. We have the internet. Um, alternative media, that's definitely a no-no. Alternative media is just another word for fake news. That's a Ooh. euphemism. Oh, yeah, alternative media. But is the media using alternative media as a way to show that, that the internet's not real news? No, I would say that the best way to say fake news mm. is just disinformation. Right. That's right. that's the one thing that you can say where it's not going to get anyone oh, all... Beautiful. We found our definition. Up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, disinformation. Yeah. Is it dis or miss? I think it's miss. miss. Yeah, I think it's miss. Anti-information. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Anti's not bad. So I guess the real problem is, other than the fact that you have to keep doing new things with space to keep it interesting, right? Um, the only way to get to the point where you don't have to constantly be doing something new is you just have to get more people into it. You have to get more people interested. You, you have to, and, and most importantly... You have to make it interesting. You know, all the data, and it's, I think it's inevitable of what it takes for someone to get to the point in science where they're doing amazing things. That by the time you get there, you've, most people lose that, like, what did I find interesting about about science? What what was it that got me interested in science? Because they're caught up in the rat race of the scientific in, industry, whatever industry it is, doesn't matter. It, 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 you get too technical, you lose the artistic side, and that's kind of the 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 point I found myself 
where I was like, you know, I'm really passionate about this, but the business side of what's available right now wasn't, especially where I was at the, at the time, wasn't what I wanted. You know, and a lot of people, there's, a, there's so many people who got into a STEM field who either left or most people at least reconsider what they were doing around sophomore, f- junior year because they realized the reality, all the passion they had for science, why they got into it in the first place. They get to a certain point where it's not so much that that's the path they would go down, but they realize they could go down. Is this, I'm going to be stuck behind a desk in a cubicle doing paperwork all day because a lot, especially engineering, so much of it is paperwork. So much of it is putting everything where it needs to be on the right paper, following guidelines. And I'm not saying it, it, we don't need guidelines. I'm just saying it's not sold properly. You know, most people who get into the STEM fields do it because they're passionate about it. And then there's nowhere to put that passion. So what I see a lot of online, you know, uh, I've been lucky enough to find a good group of people online who are all super passionate about space. You know, they're my space peeps, uh, you know, rep the uh, space band squad. But it's, yeah, a lot of those people aren't working in science, but they ha- they still have the passion and they're putting it somewhere else. And I think that's a big problem. Like you have people who care about science. We need to find them a place to do science. What I decided was no one's going to do it for me, so I have to do it myself. So that's what we're doing with Today in Space and with AG3D. It's like, we're doing the science. I, I, I'm not waiting for someone to give me an opportunity. Dude, there is science printing right there now. There is. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but the 3D printer is going. Science is printing. A long print. It's like 30-something hours. Dude, science takes a while. It does. It does. And, and But that's boring. Because think it's of- boring until you realize what you're doing, and I think that's that's the that's the 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 science being magic thing, and that's if we keep going down that road. This is my fear: is that if we keep going down that war that road of science being magic, we'll never get people into science because they think science a, a scientist they know everything, you know, or oh I couldn't do that. I'm not smart enough. You don't have to be smart to be a scientist. You just have to question everything, and you need to be determined to test and figure out what you're thinking is right. And you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong more times than you're going to be right in science. I think it's something that not a lot of people who are in science or who are out of science realize. You're wrong more than you're right. But that's never talked about. You know, and it's maybe it's a maybe people don't want to talk about it because you have to be the smartest person in the room, or you have to like in science. In, if you're in a scientific company or working for scientific research, like if you're wrong, fuck, man. There goes your grant. Yeah, goodbye. But it's oh, but it's okay to be wrong, and it it's part of that's why it's research. It's a great quote from Einstein. Um, let me put up here. I think I still have it. Uh, oh, if if we knew what it was we were doing, it would not be called research, would it? That's a pretty good quote. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's got a lot of them, man. Um, like never memorize something that you can't that, that you can look up. That's a great one. Uh, and my favorite: two things are infinite. 
the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. <laughs> so I think we'll I think we'll close on that with with an Einstein quote. Um, thank you, dude, for for coming on. Um, I know fake news is just a conundrum of things. Never mind truth. I took us down that rabbit hole, but um, we need to keep talking about this stuff. We we can't just yeah we not. we can't just blindfold ourselves no. and just say you know what um i know what's right therefore everyone else is wrong mm-hmm. fuck you world no everyone needs to see that the world is a piece of shit right now <laughs> but it may but not we can be make so it shitty yeah right right if yeah. everyone takes the blindfolds off exactly so question everything uh don't give up on uh, if you're if you're passionate about science. Don't give up on it. Find your place in it. We need more now than ever for anyone who loves science, who's interested in science, to start talking about it. Um, don't run away from it. Don't be fearful. The only way to make sure that science stays and that science. I mean, look. The whole irony is that the people that are saying you know the world is flat and that science is fake. They're doing it using technology that was made from science. So there's obviously some bullshit going on. So don't let the bullshit of those people get in the way of your science or, or, or the way the world is going, all right? Go out there, question everything, and spread love and spread science. Thank you, John, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And we'll be back for another episode soon of Today in Space. 